All right, Rabbi, say good morning. Let us let us begin. So this morning, Yemir Hashem, we are beginning Os Ayin Aleph in Sidkas Atzadik. I sent it out uh, yesterday on the uh, on on the WhatsApp chat, and we're going to get over here a really a really beautiful and incredible idea. If you notice, by the way, sometimes these sections of Rabbi Tzadik flow into each other, and sometimes they don't. So in in in, in Os Ayin, we were dealing with uh, an incredibly profound idea that from destruction comes incredible building, and from sin comes cathartic growth. In Ayin Aleph, the Rebbe switches gears a little bit, and he writes as follows. We're picking up, it's, it's marked page Kuf Samich Tes, Os Ayin Aleph, and we're going in the Biuria the Hasidus, the bottom right-hand column. Says the Rebbe, In Lehispalal Ulovakesh Me'asham Yisbarach, Liros Ra'as Shum Adam Yisrael. A person should never dive into HaKadosh Baruch Hu to see the Ra, to see something terrible happen to another Jew. A person shouldn't dive in to see something terrible happen to another Jew. Even if that other Jew is a complete Russia. Kimosha Amru Chazal, as Chazal said, Alakasov Yitamu Chatam in Aretz, Yitamu Chotim in Ksiv Babasuk. So let's let's take a step back over here. So we'll discuss where Absavik gets this from. So the notion that even if someone is a Rasha, one should not dive into Akadish Baruchu for some misfortune, for something negative to occur to that person. Now, where does this concept come from? If you take a look in the Makoros, you know, the footnotes on the bottom, you'll see footnote Reish Samech Gimel. Right? In footnote Reish Samech Gimel, he writes as follows. Bigimar Brachosham, listen to this story. Hano Baryone, Dahave Bishvivuse Drabimeir. There were these Baryonim. Baryonim are, are ruffians, right? No good nicks. Right? There were these no good nicks that were in the neighborhood of Rabbi Meir. And these guys were causing Rabbi Meir an incredible amount of difficulty. Rabbi Meir wanted to daven that they should die. This is the Maisa. We saw some brachas. He wanted to daven that they should die. They were causing him so much tsar, they should die. Bruria, his wife, said to him, my why, what, what are you thinking? In other words, why, why would you daven for them to die? So listen to this. Bruria had such an incredible diok, such an incredible insight on the Pasuk. She said, does the Pasuk say, that sinners should cease to exist in the world? No, what does it say? Sin should cease to exist from the world. Not sinners, but sin. Vod, shafal is safe for the crop. Furthermore, she said to Rabbi Meir, look at the end of the Pasuk. What does the end of the Pasuk say? Orishaim od enam. And the wicked will be no longer. So how do you read that Pasuk? Kevan di tamu chatoim orishaim od enam. Once you remove the sin, there are no more sinners. What Bruria was telling her husband, well, let's finish. Rather, Bruria said to her husband, daven for them. Daven for their benefit. Daven for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to have compassion on them. And they will no longer be wicked. Sure enough, Rabbi Meir davened on behalf of these Rishayim, 
they did tshuva and they became tzaddikim. Or at least, I don't know if they became tzaddikim, but they did tshuva. They did tshuva. So the story is fascinating for two primary reasons. Number one, what Burio was saying to Rimeir is that essentially there aren't bad people. There are just good Jews who do bad things. And a person sometimes has to be able, when they look at the other, to be able to differentiate this idea. Very often, we automatically assume that we, or we, or we characterize the character of someone based on their actions. If you do something bad, that means you are a bad person. And what Bria was trying to highlight was this incredible yisod that that's not necessarily the case. Are there bad people? Of course there are bad people. But very often there are good people who do bad things. And if you're just able to stop the bad things, to remove the bad things, the inner good ultimately comes out. So instead of davening, says Bria to her husband, for these guys to die, davening, they should do tshuva. And if they do tshuva, yitamu chata'im mina aretz, let sin cease from the world. And if there's no sin, orishayim od enon. There will be no rishayim. The person, the gavra is good. Just sometimes the gavra corrupts himself with the wrong actions. If you correct the actions, the gavra, the individuals, restored to his primary good. I will say, what Puri was telling Rabbi Meir was essentially this, this concept is the cornerstone of tshuva, right? Without this concept, without this concept, tshuva will be impossible. Without this concept, this, without this concept if I commit navera, I'm bad. If I'm bad, so is there really some significant degree of hope for my salvation or personal restoration? This entire, you start, I'm a good person who does bad things. I may do bad things very frequently. That's quite possible. I may even do more bad things than good things. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, my inner good still exists on some level. It's just often eclipsed and tarnished by the negativity. Remove the negativity, remove the sin, and at the end of the day, the good comes out. As an aside, by the way, I'm sure you remember, when we did this sugya in Brachas, there's another famous kasha on this sugya, which is, how do you daven for people to do tshuva? Right, meaning at the end of the day, the Gemara says, HaKobidei Shemayim, except Shavuat Chutz, Mira Shemayim. Mira Shemayim is your relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, your relationship with Hashem, at the end of the day, is up to you. Is up to you, right? The Gemara Masechus Nida says, Kadosh Baruch Hu determines how tall or how short you're going to be, how rich or how poor, how smart or not smart you're going to be. All of that Kadosh Baruch Hu determines. The one thing the Rav Shalom does not determine is what the nature of your Yira Shamaim is going to be. Who you are on a Yira Shamaim level is absolutely up to you. So it is interesting that over here the Gemara is interesting. So you would normally think you can't dive in for someone to be a Balchuvah. You can't happen for some of you all. So we'll say, so there's a lot of different answers to this. It always bothered me a little bit. And then I realized the answer was in yesterday's daf. This is incredible how this intersect often happens. The answer was in yesterday's daf. Because what remember, also remember again, we saw the Gemara said, Ha'omer, Sela, Sela Yichyebini. Let this, let this, right, let this uh, Sela go for its in order that my son should live. And remember again, we saw the beautiful insight by the Chose of Lublin. And what did the Chose say? You remember again, the Chose said, there was the Pshat, it's not talking about physical life, but rather it's talking about spiritual life. That at the end of the day, a person could give tzedakah, 
do my sintovim in order that their child should spiritually live. That's, that's the whole yisod. That's the whole yisod. Right? So you see that there's a concept of engaging in dynamic spiritual activity for the benefit of someone else. So perhaps that's the yisod over here as well. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, can you daven for someone else to do tshuva? So you could daven that your zechuyos, shedemir tzahashem, push someone else, push their merit in the right direction. The same way that I could daven for the ruchnius, and I'm obligated to daven for the ruchnius, do mitzvos for the ruchnius of my children each and every day, so too, again, perhaps that's the pshat and the gemara. How do you influence someone else's ruchnius when ruchnius is the one thing that's in a person's own control? So perhaps, again, when I daven and I do mitzvos and I direct those zuchuyos for the benefit of the other, then ultimately that has a cathartic effect on that person as well. So I'll say, that obviously not to be Rab Tzavik's Yisod. Rab Tzavik's Yisod, going back, we have another minute, we'll just focus on this. Go back up now top to the Biorei Chasidus. So the Rebbe writes, he says, Therefore, in the Hispalel A person should never daven to, that something terrible should happen to another Jew. Even if this Jew is a Russia Gomer. Let's say an incredible Yisod, we'll see why this is. You should never daven for misfortune to befall another person, even another Jew, even if that person, even if that Jew is a Russia Gomer. And now, the Rebbe quotes the Gemar Meseches Brachas, where again, Rabbi Meir wanted to daven for the misfortune of these individuals. Bruria intervened and said, don't do it. Why? Yitamu chatoim below yitamu chotim. Vizel, so we'll say, so listen to this, then we'll stop. So this is interesting because why not? Why not? If somebody is a Russia, right? If somebody is a Russia and somebody's evil and somebody, so why, why can't you daven for their misfortune? In other words, what's, what's, so look what he writes. First of all, the Rebbe qualifies him. He says, Vizel, klal hanoig rak ba'adam shuhura l'shamayim. V'chote bebein adam l'makam bilvad. When can't you daven for the misfortune of someone? When ultimately, again, they are an individual who is Rala Shamayim, a person who is terrible and has been Adam Lamakam. A person who's a Rasha, Mamish, violates every single mitzvah, tramples upon halacha. Such a person, a Rasha like that, you don't daven for his misfortune. We'll say, listen to these words. So Rab Tzadik says, you can never daven for the misfortune of another Jew, even if he's a Rasha, and a Rasha meaning what? Even if he's terrible and he's been Adam Lamakum, you see that Imam is tramples on mitzvahs, tramples on tar, tramples on halacha. But if a person is terrible and he's been Adam Lechavero, if a person is terrible and is interpersonal, mistreats people, hurts people, then ultimately says Rab Tzadik, Such a person like that receives a punishment that is Mida Kinegin Mida, reciprocal. And ultimately, again, says Rab Tzadik, 
there's a midah connected midah. Because when a person is terrible and has been Adam Lechavero, and therefore he actively seeks out negativity towards the other, so ultimately I am permitted to go ahead and beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu to visit negativity upon that person as well. So I will say, we'll have to, we're going to stop over here for today. We're leaving off in a little bit of an uncomfortable spot, right? Because the notion of davening for the misfortune of any Jew seems to be a little bit counter to how we would think to, to act as people. But yet Reb Tzadik is making this profound distinction. We never daven for the misfortune of a Russia if he's a bin Adam Lamakum Russia. But if someone is a bin Adam Lechavero Russia, says Reb Tzadik, it is permitted to daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to visit justice, so to speak, upon that individual. Why, how, the deeper meaning of that, Emirat Hashem will continue tomorrow. Shkayach.